Lansing, MSU Radio. We have made the solemn vow to you, the listeners, to bring you the, only the most relevant, most hard-hitting information and interviews available. People say that Lansing is depressed, boring, in a rut, and they want to fly the coop to Chicago, and I'm tired of hearing that. This is my first episode as host of Impact Exposure. And for as long as I am on the air, and I don't know how long that's going to be. Uh, they tell me that it'll be that it will be through the month. Hopefully, it can be through the summer. But I hope to show you every week at this time how exciting it is to be in Mid Michigan, and what a great place Lansing is, what a great place East Lansing is, and what a great university MSU is. And we're going to do that today. I'm going to tell you about bugs. I'm going to tell you about bikes, and I'm going to tell you about a beautiful homes tour that's going on here in East Lansing. Uh, my first guest is Angela Mabin uh, from the city of East Lansing. Her title is Public Service Administrator. Hello, Angela. Hello, Kevin. And uh, you, are, um, you are here to talk t- to us about an East Lansing home tour taking place Saturday, this coming Saturday, June 9th. Uh, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And before I let you tell us about that, let me just say that it is 55 degrees outside and the time is 7.04. Anyway, um, this home tour, I'm, I personally want to go to it. I've been reading so much about it. Uh, so, yeah, let's... Let's hear it. Okay, Kevin, thank you. Well, the home tour, as you said, is this Saturday, June 9th, from 10 to 5. Um, it's part of the City of East Lansing's centennial celebration. Mm-hmm. East Lansing is 100 years old uh, this year in 2007. It's fairly young for a city. 100 years. Yes, it is as far as uh, Michigan goes, but it is our centennial this year. Yeah. And um, the event is part of that celebration. Great, great. And, uh, you know, certainly to, to walk through some of these homes that, uh, that you can find at uh, cityofeastlansing.com, uh, there's, there's pictures of all uh, nine houses that will be on display, plus three other properties. So there's going to be 12 properties in all. Uh, they have uh, the City of East Lansing website has uh, pictures of each property, and they all look beautiful. And what's so uh, interesting about this home tour is that it's not just from one era or one decade or even one neighborhood. Um, they're all from uh, from different eras. That's right, Kevin. We were trying to um, get homes of a variety of architectural styles and in a variety of neighborhoods throughout the city, and I think we've achieved this quite well. As you said, um, on the city's website, cityofeastlansing.com, um, Anyone can go and take a look at those homes uh, from the exterior and read a description as well of each. Yeah, yeah. The ones that interest me the most, uh, I, I, I have to admit, are the ones from uh, ni- the, the one from 1951. It's called the California Modern, and uh, the uh, 1967 home, which was built in the style of Frank Lloyd Wright. Both of those look look beautiful. Um, I don't know. I just uh, maybe it's because I, I grew up in a tradition, fairly traditional Midwest home. I, it, was, it was pretty cool. If, if my parents are listening, I, I thought our home was pretty cool. But uh, you know, I mean, it's I just like how the the mid century homes uh, incorporate 
the landscape of, of the yard that they're in. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Kevin. Those are design features of both of those houses. Um, the first one you spoke of is at 812 Lantern Hill. That's Eleanor Holbrook's home. And um, as you said, it's a California modern design, and it was built in 1951. And um, it is incredible inside. Um, Eleanor Holbrook has taken it and made it, in effect, her own personal art gallery. They're incredible. Wow, that's beautiful. It is. They're incredible works of art um, to see that are featured throughout the house. And um, tour visitors will get to see that firsthand and up close. Um, the second house that you spoke of. Uh, yes, the, the, uh, in the in the White Hills neighborhood. That's correct. That's the Saper and Coochman house, and that's located at 812 Applegate. Um, it's owned by the owners of Saper Gallery here in East Lansing. Saber Gallery? That's correct. Okay. Uh-huh. And it was built in uh, 1967, and as you pointed out, it's uh, in the prairie style of Frank Lloyd Wright. Again, incredible architecture. Yeah. Um, it was uh, originally owned and built um, by the General Motors executive, Harold Good and his wife, Wilma Smucker, uh, heir to the Smucker oh, great. Uh, Jelly <laughs> yes. Fortune. Yeah. Uh, and, were they a Michigan corporation, Smuckers? No, I don't uh, believe they were. Okay. Um, however, she inherited, um, it's my understanding, part of that uh, family fortune. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, those... The house is pretty grand. It is. It's incredible. It's over 3,000 square feet inside. The entire uh, house will be open to the public to view. Um, as you can imagine, the um, architectural features in the house are pretty pretty incredible. Um, yeah, well, they, they look incredible. I want to, you know, I, I'm looking at this website as, as you're telling me about it. I, I have this impulse to click on the uh, on the pictures because these houses look so interesting. Uh, but uh, indeed, I can't click on them. They, they don't open because you have to go on the tour to to experience these houses. That's right. Um, that's just to entice you. Yes. And um, to see the inside, you'll have to attend uh, this Saturday. That's right. Yeah, if you're just joining us, my name is Truth Hawk. You're listening to Tuesday Night Exposure. Um, I also I also go by Kevin. That's why you're here, Angela, calling me Kevin. And um, we are talking about the um, uh, homes tour uh, going on this Saturday in East Lansing, um, 10 to 5. A great way to spend an afternoon. Uh, I, I think it would really be fun. I, I might go myself. Um, it, the tour includes nine homes throughout East Lansing and three, uh, and two properties on the uh, MSU campus. Uh, coming up later in the hour, I'm going to talk about the MSU Bug House and Michigan Trails and Greenways. But uh, Angela, um, uh, Angela Mabin, uh, as I said, is with us from the uh, city of East Lansing telling us about that. And Angela... Um, you know, I, I like this idea as a as a way of uh, gaining or building pride about the uh, East Lansing community because you drive by these houses every every day, or in some cases, and you know sometimes you wonder what's going on inside the houses. That's right, and this is, as I said, a firsthand look at some of those properties, um, private residences, and um, some from the uh, university uh, as well. And we're also featuring um, the 
um, East Lansing Hannah Community Center, which will be um, the location where tickets are sold on the day of the tour. Okay, so if, if you don't want to do the, um, if you don't want to buy the tickets online or, or whatever, you can just uh, show up at Hannah Community Center around 10 a.m. That's correct. On the day of the tour this Saturday, you can uh, get tickets there, or you can stop by any of the houses on the day of the tour and get a ticket there as well. We okay. try to make it as easy and convenient as yes. we can. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. That it, it is easy. And uh, if I were to uh, to do this, I I would just show up at uh, the Hannah Community Center. How are you doing on on tickets? By the way, is there is there a limit? I mean, is, is there a possibility of this selling out? N- no, we're not okay. limiting ticket sales. Um, that. Uh, Attendees can visit the houses in any order, and they can spend as much or as little time uh, in each house as they'd like to spend. There will be um, except they got to leave by five. That's true. <laughs> because <laughs> no people like for dinner. Yeah, people actually live in, in these houses. <laughs> there will be hostesses in each house uh, to describe uh, the interiors of the home. Uh, point out some architectural features. Oh, talk about family collections and heirlooms that are in the house oh, and great. works of art as well. So, yeah, it takes, um, I think we have about 60 to 65 volunteer hosts and hostesses covering the houses oh, nice. on tour day. Nice. Um, and so the, the residents of the house will be present. Um, well, some will, and uh, some will be in the backyard, um, and okay. some will be enjoying other activities that okay. day. Okay. We let the homeowner decide that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you will be opening the, uh, well, the Coles House uh, is one of the stops. That's right. Tour. That's right, Kevin. Um, the Coles House will be open, and uh, the downstairs will be open and for one of the first times uh, the upstairs will be open as well. So uh, although a lot of people in the community have attended receptions in the first floor of the Coles House, this will be an opportunity also on tour day to see the upstairs of the Coles House. So we're really excited about the university. First of all, letting the house be on tour, and yeah. then, uh, most importantly, letting the second floor of the uh, house be open as well. Yes, it, it's it's older than the, the city itself. It's uh, 1857 it was built. Um, I You know, I hear it was built with clay from the Red Cedar River. The bricks were made from clay of the Red Cedar River. Is that, have you That's heard that my as well? understanding yeah. uh, as well. And I can tell you, I live in a house built in 1853. Oh, and, okay. Uh, it also is made of clay bricks um, located um, at the riverside as well. Okay, so you know so something think, about beautiful homes. I think that was pretty typical. Historic homes, anyway. Yeah, they're money pits. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Yeah, I believe that. I'm but not, beautiful. Yeah, I'm not a homeowner yet, but uh, but I hope to be someday. And I don't know, there is there is always that temptation about, uh, you know, do I get an old, beautiful home that, you know, I'll have to sink money into? Uh, or should I get a new, you know, more cookie-cutter house? Uh, and, uh, I, I, you know, I still haven't made my decision yet, but... Uh, you know, for for people who who do live in you know homes that were built in the last twenty five years, it'll be fun to go through and see some of these older homes. 
It will, and I think that um, you'll gain a lot of insight and a lot of knowledge about East Lansing, yeah. uh, its history, and uh, the incredible housing stock that we have that really uh, varies in age and uh, architecture as well. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the, the Coles House, um, do you know if that is open for uh, events or weddings? It's just kind of this, this structure on the on the MSU campus. It used to be a residence. Um, do you know what uh, kind of function it serves? In? Yeah, I don't know uh, what that would be. Um, but anyway... Um, this is the first tour uh, that uh, this first homes tour that the city of East Lansing has done, right? Yes, that's right. And um, we're so fortunate in that um, being the first home tour that the city of East Lansing has done, we've had incredible uh, response from the homeowners who've been so gracious to open up their houses uh, for the home tour. It's an incredible amount of work for them. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, in preparation and getting their house ready. Uh, it's like having several hundred guests over for dinner. You know how you scurry around to it's get true. your house ready. Yeah. So they're going through the same thing this week and, and getting their yards ready as well. Mm-hmm. For instance, the Brogan House on Wildwood, uh, which is an English Tudor style house. Yeah, it's great neighborhood. Just, yes, it's a lovely neighborhood there in yeah. Glencairn area. Um, is uh, it has an incredible garden that Patricia Brogan tends and. Uh, uh, attendees will get to see not only the house and its interior, but her lovely garden as well. Yes, yeah. So it looks like that from the from the picture, um, and uh, you know the. 1989 uh, English country style home uh, has has four fireplaces. That's that's pretty interesting. Um, can can you talk at all about the uh, that eight, that house? Sure, that's the McCalmery's house in White Hill subdivision. It's a lovely house on the Hillwood Circle, and uh, Doctor and Mrs. McCalmery have traveled the world. And when they built this house, they brought back architectural artifacts from their world travels and incorporated them in the house. They're both also very avid antique collectors. So you'll get to see there are many, many collections uh, in the home as well. It's uh, an incredible house. It's a large, uh, it's new construction, as I said, but you'll get to see a lot of uh, interesting artifacts and architectural uh, elements that they brought back from uh, their world travels. Good, yeah, and, and interior design ideas are are always good. You know, it's not only are these these uh, homeowners generous to open up their homes, but you know how it is in some in some neighborhoods. You know, you don't want to let some of your neighbors in because you think they're going to take your ideas for how cool you decorate your house. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. There is one house on the tour, the Zarnecki's on Farwood. Uh, their house was built in the uh, early. Uh, 1970s, and I call that our HGTV house because um, they have decorated the house in uh, bright, vivid colors. They have handmade Mexican tiles. They have Harlequin uh, kinds of stenciling on one wall. Um, It's just a fun place uh, to be in, and you can can see um, the homeowner's enthusiasm and their love of the house. when you visit it as well, yeah, this is this would this would be a good idea to to uh, you know see what's uh, 
you know, get some ideas for how to decorate your own home or apartment. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Kevin. It's a it's a great way of uh, spending the day on Saturday, and hopefully the weather's going to be cooperating with us. Yeah. And uh, you'll be able to get some tips and pointers and uh, just some ideas uh, for decorating and color schemes in yeah. your own house and apartment. Yeah. And, uh, one uh, final point I make before I uh, give the give the website address again uh-huh. is uh, just that it, it would be great for MSU students to do this because. Because speaking as an MSU student, you know, we just see the inside of our apartment or or, or rental properties and all the rental properties are our friends. And then we're in the building that we work in, the buildings that we go to class in, um, restaurants, bars. But when was the last time you were really in a home? You know, uh, you know, sometimes people don't get home all semester. Yeah, it is a great way of uh, kind of just experiencing the atmosphere and some of the heritage East Lansing offers. And you're right, they are private homes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a nice feeling to be in a private home. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Well, uh, that... Inform- more information on this uh, can be found at cityofeastlansing.com. It's very easy. It's, it's right on the front page there. Um, and uh, for anyone who uh, does want to attend this event, event can just uh, show up at uh, East Lansing Hanna Community Center, um, which is uh, – w- what are the crossroads of, of that building? It's on Abbott Road uh, near Bircham. Okay, okay. So East Lansing Hanna Community Center. Show up there, 10 a.m., maybe even as late as 11 a.m. Oh, no? sure. Um, you can you can show up anytime during the day and uh, get a ticket there or at any of the homes, as you said, on the website. The other thing I might add, Kevin, is that there's a complimentary um, shuttle bus service Great. so that you don't have to drive your car around. You can just show up at the community center, leave your car there in the parking lot, and take the shuttle bus around to uh, the houses on tour. All right. Um, well, Angela, thank you so much. Again, cityofeastlansing.com, East Lansing Centennial Home Tour. Um, you might even see me there. Uh, thanks again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Kevin. You're listening to Impact Exposure.
Tom Waits. Come on up to the house, and how appropriate. We just spoke with Angela Mabin, Public Service Administrator from City of East Lansing, who was telling us about the Centennial Homes Tour taking place this weekend on Saturday throughout East Lansing. Sounds like a fun way to spend Saturday. I am joined now by Nancy from Michigan Trails and Greenways, um, actually Michigan Trails and Greenways Alliance. Hi, Nancy. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Um, you know, I'm I'm just happy. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to learn about some trails uh, today, um, because uh, and this is this is how I want to begin this interview. Um, during the winter, I know we're in the summer now, and a lot of people are finding ways uh, to to get outside. But during the winter, I just feel so cooped up in my apartment, and I would like to learn about some ways to uh, get out uh, onto some trails. I, I, I know of a few trails, but they're the kind of thing that you can walk in like 20 minutes and, you know, it takes 20 minutes to drive there, you know, a few parks. Um, but I mean, if, if you know some, some good things that aren't too icy, not too mushy, uh, during the winter and the, and the spring and the cold times, uh, you know, something that you could kill about, you know, 60 to 90 minutes on, that would, that would really be fun. And you know anything like that in the Lansing sure, area? Sure, sure. We, there are several paved trails okay. in um, the Tri-County area, uh, about 15 miles worth, actually, of paved trails. There is the Lansing River Trail, which actually hooks right up to the Michigan State campus. Okay. Uh, at Kalamazoo and Harrison. Okay. And that'll take you all the way 8.5 miles down through Potter Park mm-hmm. and down through the downtown, all the way to the Turner Dodge Mansion. Okay. And so that's the closest one. Then there's also the North Tier Trail. Okay. That's in East Lansing. And that's about four miles long. And uh, that starts off of Abbott Road. Okay. If you go to White Memorial Park. Uh, it also has a spur off to the Family Aquatic Center, the outdoor pool out there that East Lansing Parks and Rec operates. Okay. And ends up, uh, actually it goes all the way to State Road. Okay. And there's there's a couple of others, uh, if you'd like to hear about them. Yeah, please, I please. Okay. I, so far we've got the, the uh, North... The North Tier Trail. North Tier Trail. Okay, mm-hmm. I can't even read my own handwriting there. Uh, North Tier Trail and the Riverwalk. And uh, thank you for giving po- uh, points of entry onto both of those. Uh, Riverwalk, we could go and park by Potter Park. Right. And hook onto the trail from there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, North Tier Trail, um, Abbott Road uh, at White Memorial Park. White Memorial Park. Park. Good. Mm-hmm. Then we also have the, um, there's a trail at Hawk Island Park which okay. is uh, run by Ingham County Parks, and uh, that is their newest park. Uh, there's a trail around the pond there that's uh, about a mile or so long, um, but then also it hooks up to Scott Woods, uh, where it goes for about another mile and a half or so, uh, and it's just a beautiful area uh, with pristine woods on either side, uh-huh. and you can get that that ends up really at the um, Mount Hope Cemetery area, right okay. there on Mount Hope Road, and you can actually take Mount Hope Road to get over to um, Aurelius, which will take you to the Lansing River Trail again. Okay. Um, nice. 
So Hawk Island Park, is that uh, is that in the country? Is that in East Lansing? No, it's is actually it? in downtown Lansing. It's oh, in the okay. city proper. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little little bit of nature in the middle of urban urban city area. Good, okay. You can tell I've only lived here a year, but uh, that's... <laughs> That's good. Uh, all right, so Hawk Island Park would be a good a good place to uh, to get into that. Yeah, uh, they just had a triathlon there last weekend, their first one. Oh, kind of nice. a beginner triathlon. Good. And they had uh, two hundred and fifty people out there competing. Were you in that? No, I wasn't. But they pulled from ten different states. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it was pretty exciting. Yeah. Do you know what those ten states are? No. Uh, <laughs> wow, because you know that, that that'd be a long way to travel for for uh, you know to do a yeah. triathlon. But I know people, you know, I know that they love them. They love to do the the triathlons. Um, I think they're picking up in popularity. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, the, the health is declining in a lot of you know mm-hmm. generally, and uh, you know, well, it's good as people, people get older, maybe they don't want to run marathons anymore. Yeah, you know, start running triathlons, vary it up a little bit. Yeah. Use different muscles. <laughs> yeah, and, and for those of you who don't know, that's when you swim, swim bike, and, bike run. and run. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Jeez. another trail um, out in Meridian Township that's really nice, too, that starts at uh, the Nancy Moore Park on Marsh Road, just north of Grand, R- or, uh, Grand River, right? Uh-huh. And uh, goes all the way to uh, the, well, to Namoki Trails, uh, apartments there at uh, Marsh and Hazlitt Road uh-huh. uh, almost makes its way to Lan- Lake Lansing Park South, but uh, goes along the right. the creek there. It's just a beautiful nature area. There's all kinds of trails that wind through Nancy Moore Park that this hooks up to. Is that paved? Uh, the part that starts right in Nancy Moore Park and hooks uh-huh. up over to Namoki Trails, that's paved, but then there's all sorts of of dirt uh, nature trails that branch off of there too. Okay. Okay. So about and a mile. You can go mountain biking through there, and okay. Mm-hmm. And would that be about a mile of paved? Yeah, uh, that's about a mile of paved, and then there's probably about another, probably two miles. The way it winds around, loops, and you know, curves around, about two more miles of okay. of mountain bike trails and hiking trails through there. Good. Yeah, I, w- I would try that. I would. I would. I would do that one. So that's four right there. We got the, the North mm-hmm. Tier Trail, the Riverwalk, uh, the trail beginning at Hawk Island Park, and the Meridian Township. What, 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 what's the name of the Meridian Township? Uh, it doesn't trail? really have a name yet. Um, Waiting for Ingham a sponsor. Co- well, <laughs> no, actually, Ingham County Parks is actually going to be hooking that trail mm-hmm. at Nancy Moore Park up to MSU eventually. Okay. Uh, I think within the next two years they'll be building the first phase of hooking it up from Nancy Moore Park towards the MSU campus. That would, it'll, it, that would be good because yeah. I live uh, I live right around there. I live in uh, Okemos, and uh, I do take the bus, you know, but, you know, sometimes it, it's not, um, you know, the best way to do to do it. And, uh, you know, so then you have to drive, and then you got to find somewhere to park. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it can get, I don't know. I mean, you know, you just, there are points where, 
you don't even want to leave your house because taking because driving is going to be so much of a hassle right. because parking uh, yeah because par- par- parking and, and gas honestly um, mm-hmm. I know that there are uh, people uh, in the audience uh, like myself who live on a budget and uh, you know a, a tight one at that and uh, well this is going to save time for a bicyclist having to you know normally. They would have to negotiate neighborhood roads and curve all around. This is going to be like a bike expressway from Meridian Township to the MSU campus because it's going to follow. There's an active rail line, the um, Grand or CN rail line that goes under Grand River. Okay, it's going to follow that right at Park Lake there. You know, Park Lake and Grand River. Yeah. it's not going to be in the rail corridor, but it's going to be on the land. Uh, they're getting easements now from uh, Campus Village. Is it Campus Village or Campus View Apartments? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I know where you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> there's an easement that's been granted there. Uh, that, so that there's some wooded property that's going to go through there. And then there's also some land preservation land that uh, Meridian Township has been able to obtain, and it's going to go across there also. Good. But it's going to follow practically in a straight line all the way from um, Okemos Road to the MSU campus. Yeah, that's that's great, you know, because I, I think we're just uh, so dependent on cars, and uh, a, a town like, uh, or a community like the Lansing Metro doesn't have to be uh, dependent on cars. I mean, I'm not... Uh, I'm not anti-auto industry in any way. Uh, I don't want anyone to get that message. But, you know, when the, the college experience, you know, it's if there's one time in your life to be a pedestrian, um, you know, the, this is uh, this is the time. Furthermore, in a middle-sized city like Lansing, uh, when, you, when you sit in traffic for like 25 minutes uh, just to get to the center of town, if you're, you know, you live kind of in the outskirts, it's um you know it's a drag you know and I, I'm I am talking about rush hour and I'm talking about snowy days where it's 25 minutes it's not always 25 minutes but um I just li- would like to have that option you yeah. know being a, a young able-bodied uh, person you know there's no reason to be you know so dependent on my car as I am and uh, I'm sure a lot of people sympathize uh, with that too. Mm-hmm. And the actually the parks and rec directors from the three jurisdictions and also a lot of the little towns and townships in the Clinton, Eaton, and Ingham mm-hmm. area, are they have a vision for a Heart of Michigan Trails network where they want that all the trails to be connected. Good. Yeah, yeah. and, it, and um, hooking up several parks in the process. And we distributed a um, Heart of Michigan Parks and Trails brochure recently around the area. Uh, We had 30,000 of these things Uh printed up, and it talks about the various parks and the trails within the parks and then also the the trails that I just mentioned. Okay. So uh, they can get a hold of this brochure if they want to explore the area. There's plenty of trails for, you know, hiking and wa- and uh, running and rollerblading and biking and yeah, just yeah. about anything. Well, that's good. Is that is that um, plan that you talked about with all the townships? Is that going to happen, or is that still waiting to get approved? Kind of. Well, there's there's various sections of the trail that have been funded. Okay. And but it takes a long time. It takes about three to four years. 
by the mm -hmm. time they get a grant to actually get the trail on the ground because there's a lot of permits that you have to go through. There's a lot of um, bids. You know, you have to let the bids. You have to make sure that everything passes the standards uh, before you can actually start to construct these things. Right. So, yeah. But, a lot of red tape. Yeah. Red tape for the greenways. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us about uh, the Michigander mountain bike tour uh, in, in northern yeah. Michigan? That's that's well, what we, you're here to uh, promote, yep. and I'd, I'd love to hear about it. We not only have, you know, 15 miles or so of wonderful trails in the Clinton, Eaton, and Ingham area. Mm -hmm. We have close to 1,400 miles across the state of Michigan Okay, that are multi-use trails. These are not just for hiking or not just for snowmobiling. These are multi-use, meaning at the very least you can uh, walk and bike on them. Uh, and sometimes you can uh, ride a horse. Sometimes Whoa. you can um, drive a snowmobile. Um, right. there's, there's various uses for all of these trails. And we have a tour, a bike tour, every year, the third week of July. This year it starts on July 14th. Okay. And runs to the 21st, and it's a tour of the trails and connecting back roads. And this year, we have a two-, six-, and seven-day option. The two-day ride is a weekend ride, okay. July 14th and 15th, and it's a ride on the Pierre Marquette Rail Trail. Oh, okay. Which goes from Clare to Midland and back. And we have one overnight stay. It's at uh, Dow High School. <laughs> Uh, on the school grounds there, and we use the um, cafeteria there for our meals. We provide uh, okay. dinner Great. and breakfast the next morning. And then uh, you sleep in a sleeping bag? Yep, sleep in the tent. You bring tent. your tent. Bring a and tent. And we carry, we carry your baggage for you. Um, we? And are you uh, going to be in a or, or, or is uh, Michigan Trails and Greenways staff going to be in a van following? Well, actually, we, we have 600 or actually about 800 riders uh -huh. that are going to be on this tour so okay. of all ages uh -huh. and it's we have u-haul trucks oh okay that's, that that's carry good. the baggage so you can just uh, so if, if you do this you can just focus on on just the ride uh, yeah well th just, that would be such a fun thing to do uh, as a family and they all begin in with the two-day option and the seven-day option both begin in claire michigan right mm -hmm. okay uh, and then the Claire, uh, the, the seven-day option ends up at Mackinac. All right. Yeah, and one of the trails is the 45-mile trail between Gaylord and Mackinac City, and um, and that's where we end up. And so we're visiting uh, Harrison, Grayling, Gaylord, and Mackinac City, and Indian River oh, along fun. the way. Oh, that that would be such a great thing to do as a couple, mm -hmm. as a family, or as a, uh, a single person. Do single people ever do it? Oh, and, all the time. And, and they meet people? Yep. And, okay. Yep. <laughs> they may start out single, and they never end up Whoa. <laughs> single by the end. Good, good. <laughs> um, uh, and you'll you'll be there? Uh, yes. On, on the seven-day mm -hmm. tour? Yep, okay. Sure well, that's the Michigan Mountain Bike Michigander. Michigander. Bicycle tour. Uh, Michigander bicycle tour beginning in Claire, Michigan. Actually, where is Claire, Michigan? Where does that where That's is that located? Up US one twenty seven north. Uh-huh. Uh it's past, about past St. John's, right? It's about an hour and a half or so from here. Oh, right. I, I see like signs north for of it. Mount Pleasant. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see signs for it when I'm uh, on uh, that up mm -hmm. by DeWitt on, right. the, on the interstate by DeWitt. Right. Right. 
Um, so uh, you have been uh, listening to Nancy, I don't dare pronounce your last name, uh, with Michigan Trails and Greenways Alliance. Would you like to say your last name or keep that private from the audience? Oh, no. Nancy Krupiars. Nancy Krupiars mm-hmm. from Michigan Trails and Greenways Alliance on Impact Exposure Tuesday. Uh, thank you, Nancy. Any other uh, information you want to get out? If they want to get a hold of this Heart of Michigan Parks and Trails brochure, they can go right. to our website. Yeah, that, that's that, that's an interesting brochure, especially for someone like me looking for trails but not knowing about them. Well, and we I, also I have a state of Michigan one. Good. That, that that'll, That's great. Uh, MichiganTrails.org. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you very much. Motorcars, handlebars, bicycles for two, broken hearted jubilee. McCartney, Beatles Anthology, Volume 3, Disc 1, Junk, with plenty of beautiful lyrics about bikes. Uh, but uh, here we are on Impact Exposure, Tuesday night, Truth Talk in the studio. That's me with uh, my friend Alicia from the Bug House. Uh, no, that's not a bar. That's not a rock venue. That is literally... Uh, a bug house, a house, <laughs> a house where where bug carcasses uh, sit in, um, in 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 frames uh, for the viewing pleasure of uh, visitors. So hi, Alicia. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Thank you for having us here. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, you know, when Amanda told me that, uh, I'm going to be interviewing from people, someone from the bug house, I'm like, oh no, I, you know, I, cause I, I, I don't like bugs, you know, but there, but there are people who study bugs. There are people who want to learn about bugs. Um, and, uh, and the bug house is there to serve them. That's correct. 
but you know, I, I, I don't like bugs, but I understand that they have to be present in our environment because they perform uh, a, a positive function. I don't know what that is. Well, every insect has their own function, uh-huh. and they're all required to be here on the planet. This, I, I believe that. I believe that. Um, but what would be the what would be the advice to to someone like me who, when you see an earwig crawling around your bathroom, or maybe there's a spider on your wall? I, I know a spider's not an insect. I, I'm sorry, but a, a spider-like insect. And there's some of them out there. Um, you know what? What would you tell someone? You know when they're when they want to kill the bug and they want to call the the uh, orchid man or just exterminate, spray some Lysol on it. What you know? I mean, I I want to see a bug-free house, but you know what needs to go in, into my brain at the moment that I want to wipe out the bug. Well, I suppose it depends on the insect or bug in general. If it was a spider, I would say you probably want the spider there because it kills other insects or a lot of insects. So if you want a lot of insects or one spider, I would choose the one spider. Um, If it was termites, I would say get them exterminated because they're going to destroy your house. Okay. So call Orkin. (laughs) Okay. They do have a function if you want to keep your house. So it depends on what arthropod you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Spiders I like. They eat a lot of insects and other spiders. So wow. Wow. They reduce the numbers in our homes. Yeah, I suppose that's true. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Tuesday Night Impact Exposure. I am Truth Hawk, and earlier this hour I spoke with... Angela Mabin from the city of East Lansing telling me about the... Centennial Homes Tour happening this Saturday. Uh, then uh, I spoke with my friend Nancy from Michigan Trails and Greenways Alliance at michigantrails.org, and she told me about some great trails in the Lansing area and a seven-day uh, bike trip up to Mackinac and a two-day trip uh, up to uh, Midland. Uh, so I thank both of those ladies for coming on the show. But now... I'm all about talking to Alicia about the bug house at MSU. MSU. So let, I, actually, I feel like I haven't introduced the bug house properly enough. Uh, let's say it is on the MSU campus. That's correct. It is open uh, basically 9 to 5. Uh, well, we do have a store that's open from 9 to 5. Um, the bug house itself, because we have quarantined insects, and some exotic insects, we can only have it open when there's someone there. So we do have open hours, mm-hmm. but they're not all day long. Okay. So um, someone interested in, in seeing the bug house might be well served to call ahead. Right. Our complimentary hours are on Monday nights from 530 to 730 okay. uh, during the winter and spring semesters. And during the summer, we have four days that we're fully open. And the next day that we're totally complimentary is June 13th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. June 13th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Correct. Anyone can come that wants to be there, and it's totally open to the public. Wow. Great. Um, and how long would one... Uh, tour uh, of of the bug house be you know could you get through it in i mean maximum 
Well, like, during I'm sure our you can walk open hours, minutes, right? During our open hours, you can be there as long as you'd like. So, mm-hmm. um, there are some people that just like to see the insects in the cases. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot of insects and spiders that people can hold. So, if they would like to hold the insects or spiders, we bring them out, put them on their hands. We have some really great tarantulas and scorpions that are very friendly. Uh, we have fantastic walking sticks from New Guinea and Australia that are very, very friendly. Um, walking I'm, sticks. Yes. Bug, bugs that are called walking sticks. Yes. <laughs> wow. And they're from, they're, they made it all the way over from Australia. Well, we didn't ship. We didn't import them from Australia. There's actually a breeder that we get them from, and oh, once cool. we actually get the initial stock, we can maintain the yeah. colony because they breed in our cages. Great, great. Um, well, I want to open up the lines. If uh, anyone has questions about the bug house, you can reach us at area code five one seven four three two three eight nine three impact exposure. Again, that number is five one seven four three two three eight nine three. Chad, my engineer, is answering the phones. Hi, Chad. Well, hey, how's it going? Chief? Hey, all right. All right. It's, it's going well. This is our first show. Are you liking it? Uh, yeah, it's going all right. If you're, uh, if you're going to be with me for the next few weeks, I look forward to it. Uh, oh, I've, everything's been going good. This is the first thing I've listened to, though, the Bug House. want to hear. Oh, okay. Where is, it, where is this Bug House located? I don't think I've heard that yet. Okay. Uh, the Bug House is in the Natural Science Building um, in the southeast corner. Mm-hmm. Natural- so it's very easy to find. Is the Natural Science Building right off Grand River? I was looking at it earlier today the, uh, on the website. I've been to the Bug House website. but It's near Grand River, uh, but it's surrounded by uh, the Student Services Building, um, Agriculture Building, Kenzie, and Giltner. Oh, it's by Kenzie? Yes. Okay, I know where Kenzie is, so I can probably kitty quarter to Kenzie. Oh, okay. It's Good. a very long building that is the length of the curve of Farm Lane. Okay. It's right here on campus, basically, right? Yes. Okay, once you said natural sciences or resources, natural resources or natural sciences? No, that's on the other side of campus. So natural resources is on the corner of Wilson and Farm Lane. Mm -hmm. Natural sciences is on the corner of Farm Lane. Well, it actually takes the curve of Farm Lane. All right, well, I heard there was something about summer camps. Is there something going on this summer? Absolutely. We have day camps for 6 to 12-year-olds. Good question, Chad. They... Um, our day camps for the 6 to 12-year-olds is on Saturday, June 16th, and we have two sessions, one from 9 to 12 and one from 1 to 4. Kids, if they want to go to both, they're very different from each other, so they can stay and um, bring their lunch and go to both. Um, we also have one, a day camp for 9 to 11-year-olds on June 23rd, um, very different from each other, um, so we're actually going to be doing some really cool things for the 9 to Uh, 11-year-olds, and we also have a four-day camp where kids get to stay in the dorms on campus, and we have counselors taking care of them 24 hours a day for four days, and it is a fantastic opportunity for kids to just immerse themselves in insects. Wow, and you you get boys and girls that come to this camp? Absolutely. This camp has been very successful through the last several years. Yeah. We have some kids that we actually have to develop new programs during that camp because they've come since they were nine, and they're about 16 now. Wow, and they still still like it. That's cool. They love it. That's great. (laughs) Um, What what 
interested you about bugs first as a you know as a student you know what what made you um say that you wanted to uh, look at bugs I love insects because every day insects. of my life if I live until 100 I would be learning something new that's why I love it. Yes, it's, it's a it's a rich it's a rich world. Uh, I know. I mean, I just I know that bugs uh, perform so many functions in our environment, but uh, there's just this disgust that come, comes over people, you know, when they see bugs. Um, but I, they just have to remember that. I think that disgust comes faith. with the first world countries. If you go, a lot of my research is in different countries. Oh. I did research in Kenya, and I just came back from a trip from China and Korea and Japan. And there are many, many countries that value insects and see how wonderful they are for us to live here. So humans would not live on this planet without insects. Yeah. And a lot of other cultures respect that, where ours does not necessarily i know we don't get it we we can't we can't get over it i, I don't know i don't know where that where that came from where we where we thought that that bugs uh you know were unnecessary we've been too sanitary we're too used to yeah that yes. we're not we don't have to live with them all of our lives i guess yeah the age it's just inside i don't know are bugs on the decline in the u.s do you think <laughs> Good question. Do you think, do you think um, insects are, are on the decline? I was just uh, visiting my uh, environmentalist friend in California, and he was saying, look around, Truth Hawk. There are, there are no bugs here. I hear you have bugs in Michigan. I said, yeah, you're right. We do have bugs in Michigan. but There are a lot of them are, that are declining just uh -huh. due to individual point sources where – People are treating their lawns with chemicals, and it's killing a lot of insects that we wouldn't necessarily – that even they would not want to kill. So the honeybees and the walking sticks and the prey mantises, they're dying, but they're not the target of the pesticide. Yeah. So that is very sad. Yeah. Yeah, there, there should be some balance. Um, you know, I know that, you know, certain pesticides need to exist so that, you know, we can that, – so that humans can have, uh, you know, essential crops. But, uh, you know, when, when bumblebees start dying, you know, that's, that's sad. Right. I know they sting and everyone freaks out. I don't, I don't freak out about bumblebees for some reason. I do bumblebees freak out. Bumblebees don't sting. Wow, this, yeah. the, wow the, big, that, the big furry ones. Is yeah, that no fact sting. of the day? That's no. that, that's that's uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Bumblebees don't sting. I I need to tell that to people. I don't know. Some people, you know, they, they just see one thing flying. They, they they call it a wasp just because it's flying. Worst case scenario. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but the bug house actually professes a lot of ways to use insects and enjoy insects in our environment without actually destroying our environment. Okay. So what is the uh, highlight of going through the bug house, which is basically a museum? I, I must say that for our, for our listeners, the bug house is like a living, a, museum. a living museum. Yes. So there's a lot of insects that we have that are alive. We have a um, fully or fully functional bee colony, a honey bee colony, where you can see the queen lay eggs. Oh, you can I love see those. them make honey. You can I haven't seen those uh, since I was a kid. Yeah, I love those. Uh, they are fully functional. We do not feed this hive, so they actually do have to go outside and find food uh, with flowers. So you can see them come in and out with pollen. Oh, fun. Um, that is a fantastic enjoyment for the kids that come through, which are about 7,000 a year, elementary and middle schoolers. Um, and we even have MSU classes 
that about a thousand students come through with MSU classes that the professors want them to see how incredible yeah. insects are. Um, so about a thousand of the MSU students get that opportunity a year. Yeah. Um, and then there's various grandparents camps that we do that we participate in and a lot of homeschool programs that we participate in that we oh, develop programs yeah. for them um, so they can enjoy that type of curriculum. Yeah, I would think so. Homeschool, you know, it would be good to get out once in a while and see like a, see a museum of, of some kind. Well, the homeschool programs, we actually develop classes for them. Really? So oh, fun. They get to see wow. the bug house, but the majority of times I developed a four-week course for a homeschool group that we did everything from dissecting insects to forensic entomology where they learned how insects um, decompose bodies and how you can use maggots to clean wounds Mm -hmm. instead of antibiotics, Mm -hmm. um, which hospitals do use um, maggots to clean wounds when there's a bacteria that is resistant to antibiotics. Wow. You know, that's great. I know a lot of our listeners are are probably, you know, saying, I can't believe you're talking about bugs here. But like, you know, this is one of the great uh, benefits of living close to MSU. There's just uh, attention to animals and, and the natural world that, you know, we don't that not every community has. So um, it would be fun to to go to the bug house someday for for me, you know, personally. Well, there's only 20 entomology programs in the country. Really? And we are the only one that has a program like this. Um, So the Department of Entomology is within the top five in the country. Oh, I believe it. one of the reasons is our extension work with the community. And the bug house is a fantastic resource for the community. Yeah, I see you do have uh, outreach. um, And the bug house is one outreach. Um, I understand there's some uh, scholarly work about um, invasive species and uh, just kind of the conflict that that, uh, human insect uh, environmental conflict Correct. The invasive species are where an insect from another continent yeah. accidentally is introduced into this continent. Yeah. So the current one right now is emerald ash borer. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've read about emerald ash borer, just the name of it, on, on your website. Um, but I look forward to coming to the bug house. Thank you, uh, Alicia. Is there anything that, that we didn't cover today? I know I was kind of uh, all over the place. No, I just think that the bug house is an excellent opportunity for the community to enjoy insects in a very safe environment. Yeah, I, I agree. That would, that would be fun. Um, I look forward to seeing all the beautiful insects. Thank you so much for uh, sticking it out to the end of the hour with me, Alicia. Uh, my name is Truth Hawk. Chad has been uh, the engineer of the program. We also spoke with uh, my friend from Michigan Trails and Greenways Alliance, Nancy, and... Angela Mabin from East City of East Lansing's Centennial Homes Tour. Good night.
villagers were talking. Darkness was everywhere. It smelled like a tomb. 